You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This comes after all the roster cuts, the news on Monday night, late Monday night, that the Bears made a trade to beef up their depth on the offensive line. Matt Feeney is a guard. Dan Feeney. I'm sorry, Dan Feeney. Dan Feeney is a guard with the Miami Dolphins, a free agent, played with the Jets and spent four years with the Chargers before that. The pride of Sandberg High School yeah. from Orland Park. He's a local guy. I've heard from people who know him already. His family's excited. Uh, fans are excited. Friends are excited. He's coming back. What role do you expect Dan Feeney to play on the Bears offensive I think I saw a video circulating on social media where he was chugging beers at an Islanders game, uh, you you know, on on the Jumbotron camera. So you bring that to the offensive line room and you obviously got a personality there. Look, they're they're reshuffling this offensive line and the interior in particular, David, right now because of all the injuries that added up in the month of August. Tevin Jenkins' return is uncertain. Matt Eberflus, when he calls a guy week to week, you may as well – uh, <laughs> put him in an ambulance and 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 send him to long term care, right? Like because that's that, that's what how much it takes to get off the day to day list for him. And so you have to figure out answers on the interior offensive line. Nate Davis, Cody Whitehair. Well, now Dan Feeney comes in, and and as Matt described it on Tuesday afternoon, you've got uh, a guy who is like a good swing tackle because he can play center for you, he can play either guard spot for you, and you've got a reliable backup who, if called upon to start, has that experience is reliable enough and as a coaching staff gives you some of that that peace of mind that if needed you know he's going to plug in there uh and, and know what to do and how to do it so apparently depth is important on the offensive line because of the injuries when matt Eberflus clarified on tuesday that the only player who might not be available for week one is tevin jenkins so if that's the case it means nate davis ideally will be your right guard and cody whitehair will be available your left guard is I or maybe Cody Whitehair is the left guard and, and Lucas Patrick is the center. However, it shakes out. The good news would be also Darnell Wright is presumably going to start Week One against the Packers. Are you surprised by any of the injury news you got? Because I get you go both sides of the ball and you have to be encouraged that your guys are getting healthy. Well, again, this is eye test stuff for me, and I need to go out to practice the the rest of this week and and start next week and see what those guys look like. Um, you know, Noah Sewell, a guy who left Saturday's preseason game with what appeared to be a groin injury. Is he going to be ready for week one? I'm not sure. He's on the day-to-day list. We'll see what that injury report looks like officially a week from now. Uh, on the Wednesday of week one, uh, we'll see before that what some of these guys look like and what their involvement is in practice on, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Monday. Um, and we'll be able to, to give you a better better look at things. Uh, look, like they, they need to stay healthy. Um, Nate Davis is the head scratcher of the month, really, on a lot of levels because he didn't 
practice much at all. And Eberflus said on Tuesday afternoon that, look, like I faced him in the division in the AFC South for a few years, and I know what he's like when he's healthy, and I, I expect him to be so when the regular season arrives. Okay, let's see it, um, and then we'll – we'll check that box. You know, I'm not as ready to check it as, as they seem to be publicly. Um, that offensive line's got to get, got to get solidified quickly. We know what's at stake for Justin. We know what's at stake in the first month of the season for Justin, because again, this isn't just an opener against some random opponent. This is the Packers at 325 at soldier field to open your season with the whole world looking to overreact one way or another to what happens that afternoon. So you better be ready to be crisp, efficient, and show some things that, 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 uh, give people the impression that your offense is ready to roll for an 18 week, uh, 18 week ride. Are there anything, uh, is there anything else in regard to the 53 man roster, the decisions that were made, the battles that were won or lost that we've overlooked or haven't touched on? Well, I, you know, like at the receiver position, we always talk about, Oh, is Valus Jones in jeopardy? Well, he's not, he's here. They're going to need to try to bring out the best in him in his second season in the league. Equinemius St. Brown sticks around because of his reliability as a blocker. And again, we'll see, how many of the guys on the current 53 are still here on Monday after all these waiver claims go down and all the reshuffling goes down and everything that happens. So um, that, that would be one that I would mention. And I think otherwise we've, we've covered it pretty, uh, pretty thoroughly. So when you look at uh, the receiving room and you look at the wide receiver depth and the quality of the receiving core, I think that opens the door to have you respond to the wide receiver rumor of the week, which I know triggered you a little bit on Monday and all Bears fans everywhere saw, and it made very little sense to me, but I'll let you take it from there. Well, look, uh, I'm going to try to find the origins of this just so I can do this, this justification, David, but it was the way that this thing got legs, like the information sewer that is social media these days, it's just mystifying. I know you're an old school reporter and you like to have things verified before you take one wave of speculation and turn it into two, three, four, five, six waves of speculation. Yes. I agree. I agree with that approach, right? Like it's a pretty healthy approach to take in this business. Well, there's a tweet, uh, 9, 16 AM on Monday that said there's already been plenty of trade activity across the NFL, but we're still about 30 hours from the cut down deadline. Surprise trade candidates include bears wide receiver, Donald Mooney, lion's edge, James Houston, the fourth. Well, that's from at PFF underscore Brad, Brad Spielberg, Berger from uh, Pro Football Focus. And my first reaction to that was, okay, what? And it links to an article um, that hedged a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there there was a lot of, uh, I don't think this is going to happen and it probably won't happen, but what if it did? And all of a sudden you've got the entire world on Twitter talking about, Darnell Mooney being traded, and then you have other people taking it to the next level and going, well, here's why Darnell Mooney's unhappy. Well, none of these things are true. The Bears were never thinking about trading Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney was never unhappy. There's n- None of this stuff is founded in reality. And so it's an exercise for audience members to, to like walk through the step-by-step process, which is really hard to do when your timeline is flooding at you like an open faucet. But like number one, if the Bears were going to trade Darnell Mooney and wanted to dangle him, uh, most likely they would use an Adam Schefter, an Ian Rappaport, a Tom Pelissero to get that word out there, you know, to dangle that out there. You get someone in the national media with connections everywhere to put it out there and then people will start calling out it. It's usually not coming from PFF underscore Brad. If that were the case and you're entering a year where you need to get a decision on your starting quarterback, Justin Fields, and you want to see everything you can about who he is and you want to give him 
no excuses, as the Take North podcast has, has said a bunch of times. And your entire mission in this offseason was getting him protection and getting him weapons. Why on earth, on the eve of the regular season, would you subtract a weapon from your receiving core, which is already beat up with Chase Claypool down? Why on earth would you sub- subtract a guy who has notable chemistry with Justin Fields on the field? Why on earth would you subtract a guy who's one of Justin Fields' best friends in the building at a time like this? So, so none of it ever made sense, okay? And so when I saw it, threw it in the trash immediately, didn't think twice about it. And then you just start seeing the reaction to it. And then the reaction to the reaction, and you see how these things get legs and you go, boy, this could be a societal problem <laughs> at large, well, not in relation to the Mooney trade, but just in terms of the way information spreads and false yeah. information takes on a life of its own. And then false information takes on a new life of false information, which then creates more false information. And then before you know it, all we're doing is, is, is drinking from a false information faucet. So yes, it bothered me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little passionate about this and I'm sorry I got worked up there, but your reaction to the whole thing. I'm glad you did because as it came up this morning on th- Tuesday morning on the Mullen Haas show, I just deemed it PFF, pro football foolish, because <laughs> it made no sense to me. Pro football and fabrication. Think, yeah, that's, that's even better. I'm going to use that tomorrow, Dan, but I'll give you credit. <laughs> uh, I, both things apply because it's one of those things that qualifies under the category of clickbait. Have a lot of respect for Brad. They do a really good job in a lot of different areas, but I don't think that trade speculation necessarily is one of those, especially in this case. I don't know if Suggs has got the sound the, the sound clip ready, but that's a perfect Zach Kennedy, Pickens candidate for what you're doing, man. What like, you doing? What you doing, man? Yeah, yeah what's see, it? there it is. Uh, yeah. All right, let's do it again, studs. What you doing, man? All right, what you doing, man? That's a good one.